everybody and welcome to the PR podcast. Give you guys a better insight on how to master your bodies and raising your PRs in and outside the gym. My name is Joseph. I'm here with my two amazing hosts, Annabelle. Hi. And Morgan. Hello, hello. How are we doing today, guys? Guys. Great. 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 I'm, I'm already long I'm already stumbling over our words. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> we had a long day. We all had a long day. You What's just got yourself team? a new, brand new spanking Jeep. Yeah. Brand spanking new. Brand there you go. <laughs> or long day. The yeah. other way, whatever. Spank, spank. Right. <laughs> what, what'd you get? Um, yeah, just a Wrangler. You know, I like I always wanted one of them since I was a kid. It was like always like kind of like my my dream car, you know. So 2020 charcoal, granite, metallic, gray. It's a long color. So gray. <laughs> gray. <laughs> gray. Okay. And it's shiny. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so I'm happy yeah. about that. Um, so for those of you guys who don't know, which is all you, this is actually our second time recording this cool episode. So we recorded this on Wednesday, when? I believe of last week, yes. and it was a national cookie day of this week, of this, this week. week. Yes. Yeah. This Gosh. week. So we recorded, and it on, we, we recorded this on national cookie day and Morgan brought like two different types of cookies and he brought mead, which is like a, um, an alcoholic drink they brought from Ireland and we got pretty buzz and we're eating a bunch of cookies and we had a sugar high and we recorded the full episode it was and by we joseph <laughs> what <laughs> okay just joseph okay and you, you haven't had nothing today I, no okay touche i had two shots though you yeah. were lit you were That's lit the, no i wasn't you were so lit you don't remember you were lit wow <laughs> <laughs> okay. Morgan and I remember you I, don't. I feel attacked. <laughs> Sorry. So it was a fun episode. And so when uh, we went to go edit the recording, <laughs> that happened pretty much. It was just a disaster. So the Flop. file, the file, yeah, ended up being corrupted. And so we had to re record this episode, but it's all good. We're just not, but now we are completely sober. We there's have no alcohol there's here. No today. alcohol. There's we have cookies, protein we, cookies. We have healthier cookies, though. These are healthy. It's not the same. It isn't. But they're still good. I'll share the recipe. We're all set. I've already, I've already <laughs> shared the recipe, but I'll share the recipe again. So, Morgan, what happened to the uh, the mead, though? Why can't we have another shot today? So, funny story. Um, so, I brought it Wednesday for you guys to try. And I left it in the back of the trunk. for. So, I left it there Wednesday night. And then Thursday night, when I was coming home at night, I, I got this, like, smell it was like so like fruity smell good i was like man what's that smell and as soon like right after i said that it was like clicked in my head i was like shit <laughs> it was my bottle of mead it broke in my trunk it broke yeah oh see i thought it like the yeah, cork just, maybe just I thought, came yeah, up I thought it spilled. spilled did, you, did you hit it with something? Well, it spilled. It didn't break. Oh, yeah, it didn't break. Oh, you should have stuck with broke. That's way more dramatic. <laughs> no, it shattered. It went, yeah, I threw, one of my, okay. I threw one of my 120 pound dumbbells in my trunk. And it broke I was so splattered. It, it was crashed all over so. my car. There was glass everywhere. <laughs> it was um, so heartbreaking. It was so good. It's yeah, really it sucks good. because I brought it all the way from Ireland just to be wasted that whole in my trunk that whole episode was just like 
a disaster. It was like a haunted episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so not only was the dinner. audio corrupt, but the video kind of. Oh yeah, was so, that a- so oh, the, yeah, the memory that. card was corrupted, so the audio was no good. And then we also shoot video like we are now, and the screen is not flipped over. Um, and we were out of focus because I yeah. forgot to focus it. So the entire thing was blurred out. Everything, every yeah. step of the way was a disaster. So it was just it a all bad day. started with shots. <laughs> so we blame Morgan <laughs> for it all. Yeah, oh, it was geez. a fun day though. We hope you enjoyed National Cookie Day, yeah. and it was much more rewarding. As Morgan's still eating cookies. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so Annie uh, brought cookies for us today, and they're a little more on the healthy side. Want to explain this recipe to us? Oh yeah. Oh, and so, tell some ma- tell people these macros of each cookie. Actually, you sent it. If I can stop I dropping my phone. <laughs> All right. So per cookie, it's only gonna be one point five grams of fat, seven grams of carbs. Um, I'll round up and say two grams of fiber, and then three point three grams of protein. Yeah, per cookie is fifty five calories, which three cookies is a hundred like. Uh, about 165 calories. Fire. Or like any which other cookie. Which is like the equivalent of one of those bomb snickerdoodle cookies. Yeah. But, you and, well, know. these are good. Yeah, they're they're pretty good. So it's, uh, I, I'll post the recipe with all the ingredients, but it's basically they're moist-ish because of the pumpkin. There's pumpkin puree. There's whey protein powder, dark chocolate chips, coconut flour, uh, oats and pumpkin pie spice, um, vanilla, you know, this is pretty simple, pretty simple recipe, pretty tasty, super quick health, health, hashtag health, health with an F health. So today's episode is going to be about reverse dieting and bulking. So for those of you guys who don't know what reverse dieting is, uh, what reverse dieting is, is basically the um, slowly increasing calories that they're a very strict cut uh, to recover hormones to get back to a healthy weight and a caloric uh, maintenance, pretty much, or going into a caloric surplus, which is your bulk. Um, I really like um, Eric Helms because he does not refer to this as a reverse diet. He calls it the recovery diet. Because basically what you're doing, like I said, you're recovering your, your hormones, you're getting your body back to normal, healthy weight. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, was like, I didn't see the cue. I was like, yeah, this is time my guy contact and focus on Morgan's OCD yeah. with its little Ziploc bag. I'm sorry, guys. They're really cool. Um, yeah, so reverse diet, it's really applicable especially for like stage competitors who are in a calorie deficit for a long period of time but also for just people in general who go through phases of cutting or dieting especially when it's a little bit more extreme like so for example when people have like long-term goals or body or, or appearance goals or weight goals like for special events or like for the summer or spring break or what have you so it's a way when we restrict calories, your body goes through a couple different changes and adaptations because it's being in a calorie deficit is a stressor to the body. So reverse dieting or recover diet, recovery dieting is basically um, coming back out of that slowly. So it lets your body adjust to the opposite direction. So where you're increasing calories, you're increasing macros, 
Um, and hopefully this is under the assumption that you're still training uh, really hard and you're training uh, in a way to elicit adaptation. So you're still trying to build muscle or improve your performance. Um, but that that's basically the gist of it. So you're coming out of that nice and slowly um, after a cut, after an aggressive cut or whatever. Yeah. And um, for me personally, I have a lot of competitors ask me like what my reverse diet is like. And so I kind of want to go into kind of what I do uh, post-show uh, in order to get my calories back to caloric maintenance. And so I don't damage my metabolism. And so I can get back at the gym and feel and feel strong again quickly. <clears throat> and so if you look at my calories um, about a week before my show, that's what I base my um, the beginning of my reverse diet on is uh, the week before peak week. And so the week before I'm around 1350 to 400, uh, um, 1400 calories um, a day, which is extremely low. Obviously, I'm a competitor, so that's the calorie range like I use to cut, or like if I'm trying to lean out for like an event. So, and you're like a hundred pounds, yeah, I'm, I'm six <laughs> three than me, a little taller, and my number or whatever. Like two twenty, exactly. So, <laughs> for a guy my size, that's extremely low. But obviously, you know, to, whenever we step on stage, especially for the Olympia, we have to go pretty extreme to drop the body fat off. And so, I base my reverse dieting on the week before peak week's calories. And so when I go into my reverse diet, I do a pretty immediate jump in uh, caloric intake. So I jump almost immediately to about 1,800 calories. And then I start to slowly, about every five to seven days, raise my calories uh, between anywhere between 50 to 150 calories about every five to seven days. And there's really no set numbers on what's right and what's wrong. It's really just about feeling, feeling out how you feel. Um, you shouldn't be stuffing your face. You shouldn't be feeling heavy or sluggish or tired, especially in the gym. You should be feeling more energetic. You should feel stronger. You should feel like a superhuman because you just got done coming down from a super extreme caloric deficit. So when you start to bring these calories in, if you go over too much of a surplus, you feel really bad. You feel crappy. You feel sluggish. You feel tired. Your legs feel heavy and you're in the gym and you're not feeling good. So that might be a sign that you're going way too high with the calories too soon, too consistently. So that's when you want to kind of um, kind of wean back a little bit on those on those calories. And you should be feeling, like I said, good. Your yeah. stamina should be good. Your endurance should be good. And you should be be able to lift a lot stronger. So um, I took about five days out from the gym before I set foot back in. And even my first day in, I just said nothing but body weight stuff. I didn't even lift a, um, a weight. I literally went in, did, I did pushups, I did dips, I did pull-ups, I did some ab stuff, and I did some light cardio. And so <clears throat> when I go into my first diet as well, I do not completely cut out uh, cardio. I, I totally understand competitors. We do a lot of freaking cardio. But we're talking about one. <laughs> this is explained. So I guess I, I don't have to hold back on, on, my, on my language. Uh, but we do a lot of cardio. And so a lot of competitors, when they're done competing, that's the first thing they cut out is cardio. And so one thing I do, I'm um, kind of rule of thumb is I don't cut it out. I just cut it in half. So I go from about six to seven days of cardio to about three to four days of cardio per week. And I also lower, lower the time. And so I usually do about 40 minutes. I cut that down to 20. So 20 minutes of cardio, three to four days a week for my reverse diet. And it's more for kind of like keep the blood flowing, keep the heart and let the heart rate elevate, you know, get that pump, blood uh, pumping through the body. Um, so that's kind of like my rule of thumb. If you guys want to follow it. Awesome. I do highly recommend it. And like I said, raise your calories up weekly every five to seven days from about 50 to 150 calories. If you feel like that's still not enough and you're just a hard gainer, you have a faster metabolism, then you can 
kind of bumped up to the 200 calorie intake, but I feel like that might be a little bit too high for majority of people too soon. Okay. Okay. So you said, um, real quick, mm-hmm. you said you went from 1350 to 1800. Yeah. Right after competition. Right after competition. So that, that's after about two to three days of like kind of like splurging, not really tracking because obviously post-show. You, you still celebrate. Yeah, you got to celebrate. So that's after about two or three days of kind of splurging. But even on the third day, I kind of like didn't go too crazy because I was kind of burnt out already and full of sugar and goodies. Okay. So I just want to follow up because we did say that. So that's for a competitor, someone that. Yeah, I'm speaking does, strictly yeah. for competitors, okay. not the average person. So now let's for an average person that does a cut so maybe you just got shredded and looking nice and yeah summertime. and good for summer, summer just passed summer, and you summertime. were shredded showing off the abs and summertime. Uh. the booty and all that stuff so now <laughs> it's uh time to add a little fluff so you're trying to reverse diet bear, um bear mode no we don't want to go bear mode that's the point of the reverse <laughs> diet <laughs> well that's so, what mine leads yeah to. these would be some tips so the rate of progression um for a reverse another ride you could take is so there's a difference between so like Eric Helms, he calls it a recovery diet for competitors, like you said, because he promotes a huge or a bigger jump um, after competition just to get your hormones back to normal, feeling normal again, um, energy, sex drive, all that stuff. So for health reasons, that would be better. Now, if you're a general pop, it's just you just got lean uh, to get, like you said, for summer or something, whatever, a small little cut and you're trying to reverse because you want to get into like a, a bulking phase or something. The way I would recommend is, uh, like Joseph said, like a 50 to 100 calories per week. And depending, the rate of progression would depend on how aggressive you want to be. If you're okay with a little bit more body fat, then maybe like Joseph said, maybe just keep adding uh, 50 to 100 each week. If you want to be more meticulous and just try to stay as lean as possible. What I would recommend is using tools like uh, measuring your waist or the scale. And each week, like say you added 100 weeks, 100 calories this week. Next week, weigh yourself. And if the weight is the same or your measurements are the same, then add a little bit more calories. Now, the next week, if you weigh yourself again and you're going up in weight, then maybe stay at the same calories and then the next week, again, weigh yourself. If you're at the same weight, then add a little bit more calories. So just kind of smaller jumps if you're trying to stay lean, if you're not a competitor, uh, because you don't want to gain so much weight when you're yeah. going into your bulk. Yeah, and that's, and that's great for someone who wants to stay a little bit lean and, yeah. not, and not even go into a bulk, but kind of hit their maintenance. Like for mm-hmm. me, since I'm going into a bulk, I shoot for about one to two pounds. So, if, so same thing though. So mm-hmm. if I'm if I'm hitting one pound a week, then I go okay. I could jump up more because I want to at least hit two. Yeah, so that's kind of my goal because I'm trying to go into a into a bulk after I hit my caloric maintenance mm-hmm. and then kind of keep progressing from there. And so you figure my caloric maintenance is about off season. I would say about thirty three hundred calories. Um, that's kind of how much I burn um, uh, daily. And so I probably won't hit those calories until almost like beginning of February. So it's, it takes a while for me to kind of slowly uh, raise up these numbers. And same thing goes back to I'm tracking how I'm feeling and I'm tracking, you know, the weight progress. And just like Morgan said, you don't want to jump up too, too high, too fast. Cause then you're going to put on a lot of body fat and you want the weight you put on to be quality. Mm-hmm. Quality is key. And so a lot of people, when they think of reverse dieting and they think of bulk, they right away think eat like an asshole. And for me personally, when I reverse diet and or bulk, 
I eat the same exact foods that I would eat when I'm cutting just a higher volume. So I'm still eating healthy food. It's just more of a bigger portion. And, but for that same reason, I feel so much better. My workouts are better. My, all my hormones are running a lot better and everything's just so much easier. So I wanted to talk about that when you mentioned it before is about when you do increase your calories, you should be feeling like a superhuman Yeah. because the idea of this and this whole conversation is almost going into the assumption that you are in some way used to tracking your weight, tracking your calories, tracking your macronutrient intake, because you have to have that baseline knowledge. Like we're talking about going to going into calorie surpluses or deficits. So that means that's the understand we have the understanding that you have to know what your maintenance is and what your maintenance range is, because it's not just a stagnant number. But same thing. If you're going into a cut, the majority of time, if you're doing it, the optimal way is you're using a lot of high quality foods Mm -hmm. and you're using a lot of, um, and because your calories are dropping so low, there's not a whole lot of wiggle room for the fun stuff, like the the fun food. So when you are reversing out of a deficit, you get more calorie, like points, more calorie allowance, (laughs) then you can use the fun stuff, but you should take into consideration your body's still not used to processing all that fun stuff, quote unquote, like as, so you should still be increasing the same amount of quality foods that you're using going into a cut that you are coming out. Granted, you should allow for a little bit more flexibility. That's the entire point of going into a bulk. You get to use like higher nutrient or higher nutrient and calorie dense foods, but you still are tapering out of that easily, not eating like an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> like you said. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and since I do kind of stick to the foods that I eat whenever I'm on my cut, my, just like you said, my body digests it very, very well. So I, even though I'm, I'm at a higher calorie, I don't feel bloated. And I don't feel like, you know, nasty, like I always got to use the restroom or that I have something in there. It's not processing right. And so that's a big benefit. And it's like you said, don't get me wrong. That doesn't mean I'm eating clean food seven days a week. Since I do have more of that wiggle room, of course, I do have, you know, the pizza and burgers, but they're planned. So even on a bulk, I still have like these planned cheat meals or cheat days, whatever you want to call them, um, or or earned meals, if you want to use a different type of phrase for it. And high fatty meals. High fatty Mm. meals. Or high carby meals. High fatting carb meals. <laughs> All of that. Yeah. So since they are still planned, I get to enjoy it more and I still get to stay within uh, my calorie range. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I also want to point out uh, on a reverse side, you still need to be, you still need to put as much attention, attention to detail like you do when you're cutting. You don't want to just like you said, splurge because you will gain fat quickly mm-hmm. than it's, it's way easier to gain fat if you're not on top of it. Now, if you're one of those people that doesn't really care, you're like, I don't mind a little fluff in my body, then then go all for it. Because, again, like we said, uh, libido, energy, sleep, performance in the gym, that's also key. So if you're one of those people and just likes to be a little bit more aggressive, then cool, go for it. Yeah, especially for me. Like, I would rather perform well than perform good then eat delicious good food all the time you know obviously clean food for me tastes delicious i'm so used to it i actually i crave that like that kind of that clean food but to if i was to eat like burgers and pizza like every single day that would totally hinder my performance in the gym and that would make me more upset than having to eat cleaner food options i mean you can make your burgers at home bro 
I do do that too. I was gonna say, you yeah, kinda, yeah. yeah. Totally yeah. Be looking right. I love burgers. Sometimes, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And whenever I do make it, I'll I'll post it up. We like the grass fed, grass finished beef. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, sometimes you be driving past In and Out. Yeah. they yeah. make good burgers too. Yeah, it's <laughs> good, man. It's only like well, like <laughs> five hundred calories. It's all good. Any other questions or anything else you guys want to add to reverse dieting? So I think you basically covered. And I, I, if if you're curious, watch Joseph's Instagram. He kind of posts a little bit of like his activity. Um, the so two things like that we could mention too is you talked about reversing out of cardio. So make sure if you're a competitor and I'll say like in comparison, I think you were pretty conservative. I want to say just because I've heard of people going into peak weeks, like doing two hours a day of cardio where you were, I think doing like 40 minutes or so a day. And at the end of the day, it's all calories in versus calories out. So I think also I didn't have to do as much cardio because my calories were very low. Okay. So it was kind of a trade off. It's going to depend on how aggressive you were going into your cut. And the second thing is you, if you have a coach or you had a coach like going Mm -hmm. into your calorie deficit, going into your cut, um, ideally your coach would reverse diet you out, but if not, then you have to take that responsibility into your hands. Yeah. Yeah. That's I'm actually really glad you said that. Um, if you have a coach, Part of your plan should be the reverse diet, actually. That's that's part of prep. I mean, you you want to get back into recovery mode. Recovery mode, that reverse diet should be part of your your program. That should be part of um your you know, if you pay, that should be part of of your package. So uh make sure if, if you guys are um hunting for a coach, ask them like, oh, does this include my reverse diet as well? <clears throat> um, yeah, one more thing too, like if you guys want to there's also the option of cutting, being more aggressive with your your cardio than your food. Like for example, me when I do a when I'm trying to lose weight, I I just raise my activity and I start dropping weight. And then when I don't want to drop weight anymore, I just lower it <laughs> and I keep my food the same. And so that's another route. It's kind of like a reversed cardio. Yeah, that's really <laughs> smart too. Because I mean, if you don't want to adjust your food and you're Mm -hmm. happy with the like if you're satiated and you're comfortable and you don't want to drop down lower you don't feel like eating much more is going to make you any happier then you can manipulate your movement because i mean moving so much good or really good for you too Mm -hmm. yeah i I just felt better keeping the cardio in so i'll probably i'll most likely will keep the cardio and even going into my bulk like i don't really plan on cutting that out i just feel so much better yeah, cardio is not bad, y'all. It's good for your cardiovascular health. I know. It took me so many years to kind of start yeah, doing that. And do that. what you like. I mean, if you were doing stair climber because that burned the most calories, then like switch it to something like <laughs> like cycling or, or walking, mm-hmm. like, you know, something different that's going to have the same like calorie deficit or like it's going to put you in a, a similar calorie drop. But I mean, do what you like work so this leads into our second portion of this episode which is bulking and so um it's kind of depend depend on the person what your goal is for most people um your reverse diet would just go into your calorie maintenance where other people your reverse diet will lead into your bulking calories and so bulking calories is obviously being in a caloric surplus you are over your maintenance calories meaning that you are potentially going to be putting a little bit more body fat on but that can also uh, promote muscle growth as well and so the bulk, 
ah, there's so many ways to kind of go about this because you do have to be a little bit careful because you don't want to go too much into a caloric surplus to which now you're on the opposite side of the spectrum and your body fat is so high, you're kind of still getting, you're getting those same negative effects that you had when your body fat was too low, which is like the hormonal imbalances and now you're having too much estrogen, not enough testosterone because your homers are getting tossed, uh, thrown out. Uh, you're beginning to get sluggish in the gym. Your endurance is, is, um, is lacking and there's a lot of health issues, obviously, that can come along with too much body fat as well. And some people will, <clears throat> even if you are a high level athlete, will go too much into that caloric surplus. So you do want to um, track how you're feeling. And if you want to go the extra mile and actually track your own body fat, um, that could be a good way to go too. Um, I'm not sure if you guys want to debate the numbers, but I always try to tell people, you know, stay below the 20% mark when it comes to body fat for men. Yeah, so when we're talking bulking too, the same thing when we're doing like the reverse diet chat is I like that you mentioned too to throw in like the diff the different measurement metrics like mm -hmm. race or measuring like your waist circumference or like because the idea is when you're taking in more calories, usually the first few days or first few weeks, and like we said, some of the foods are going to be <clears throat> stuff that you're not as used to or maybe a little bit more. Um, processed if you're getting to eat like a little bit out more so a lot of it's going to be subcutaneous like water retention glucose and water that's going to be like on the surface of your skin so and we see this so um it, like if you've ever taken anatomy physiology class or if you're a trainer and you've done skin fold calipers with people you know that like somebody who's got good skin fold caliper skills skin fold caliper skills tongue twister <laughs> say that five times fast no <laughs> um if they're good at what they do then they'll hold for a second and wait for that water like under the the skin fold to like kind of flush out and then get their measurement so adding that second like metric to measure is really good um and the entire reason you would even want to go into a bulk i want to start with that too is um this is if you've ever gotten lean and you're not hanging on to as lean mass as much lean mass as you want to so if that happens to you that's when you would want to go into a bulk this is under the assumption that you are not a new lifter because new lifters can actually body recomposition a little bit easier than trained lifters so a couple of studies compared new lifters which is anybody who had less than three years um or sorry less than one year of good training and good dieting and stuff. So compared to experienced lifters, lifters, I can't spoke. It's a, it's a late night I can't, I can't spoke all, correct today. Yeah, we're, we're all kind um, of stumbling over words. So the trained lifters were like three plus years experience. So a newbie lifter would be able to gain in this average range of like 20 to 30 pounds of lean muscle in their first year of lifting correctly. Damn. And beyond that, so Damn what's bad. sad for everybody here at this table, and even sadder for me because I'm a female, <laughs> is once you're considered a trained lifter, the average amount of muscle mass that you can gain, like lean tissue, is three to five pounds a year. And it's about half that for women. So two to three pounds for, for women of lean mass that you can put on. So that's the only that's the reason you would want to go into a bulk 
going into it with the understanding that you're going to be in a calorie surplus, you're still going to train accordingly. Like you're going to want to train to elicit muscle adaptation. You want growth or performance increases and you have to be okay with a certain level of that weight that you gain is going to be adipose tissue. It's going to be fat. Yeah. Juicy. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to be real thick with like five C's. That's the best part. Yeah. And, um, and be prepared for the bulk. Be be prepared with how you're going to look like for me personally, I can care less if I lose my abs. It's not a big deal to me. I think I said this on the last episode too. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I can really care less. And I think I, I care less because I kind of know the necessary steps to get them back. And I know they're not gone for good. And I also know that I'm doing it for a purpose. It's not just me bulking because I just want to bulk. I don't know what know what I'm doing. It's, it's for a purpose, for a goal. to try to put this extra muscle on. <clears throat> and so... Um, as long as your bulk is planned and you actually have a length on it, like, okay, I'm going to, you know, bulk up for, you know, four or five months or a year, whatever it may be. Um, and you know, there's a timeline and I think it makes the bulk a lot easier as well. Uh, do you guys want to talk about how to bulk? Yeah. So when it comes for, and, and obviously this is based off my own personal experience. And so, um, take this for however you guys want. And so I kind of take the same initiative still as my reverse diet. So once I hit my calorie surplus, I continue to raise my calories anywhere between five or 50 to the 150 um, calorie mark weekly. Um, I usually stop myself around four to 4,300 calories a day because, like I said, my caloric maintenance is around 3,200 calories a day. So I'll be around a thousand calorie surplus is usually where I hover around. And that's enough for me to put body fat on get stronger and I, and I can feel the weight distributing across the body and I can actually see the weight gain get put on, you know, I, I kind of get into my cheeks a little bit and, you, you know, don't look as emaciated. I know. <laughs> uh, I think I say amazing. Oh. <laughs> well, I don't know. It depends on who you ask. Yes. <laughs> um, and, and I like Br- a little, I like, a, so I like nice. a lot of muscle. Yeah. Bria is so nice. She's always like, you look good either way. I'm like, you have to say Aww. that. You have to say she that. don't. She she, she she don't look at me in the eyes and she says that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah. She, she 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 loves me either way. Being thick is tough though. Because your pants. I just, I just feel heavy. Oh, I was <laughs> like, gonna say it's like, hard to find clothes. <laughs> well, see, I've been doing this for so long. I have two different wardrobes. Oh, yeah. I, I have clothes for bulking when I'm because you figure when I bulk, I, I walk around like two twenty five. Sometimes I'll kind of break that to 228, but that's like, that's too heavy for my frame. Like I just, my legs feel like bricks. If I could hover around like 221, 222 during my bulk, I I think that's kind of like where I feel the most comfortable. I still feel somewhat athletic and not too crazy heavy um, because my normal weight is around 212, 215. So uh, a calorie surplus, that's one of the main components. And, um, a couple meta-analyses have shown that uh, a slight surplus is just as anabolically effective as a large surplus. So they compared like a 10 to 20% calorie increase or per, 10, per, 10 to 20% of your calorie increase versus a 20 to 30% increase. And they both had equally significant anabolic improvements. So um, yeah. you don't have to go extreme. Um, 10% yeah. is more than enough so i'm glad you brought that up because i don't like going bear mode so i've been 
on that bulk cut cycle before. That yobo. Yeah, man. I've <laughs> only bulk. So ones. one time I got so big. So, so it's funny when you're bulking. Okay, first of all, I'm not one of those people that likes to take selfies a lot or like pictures, progress pictures. Um, so I remember one time, the last time I did a real That's bulk. That's why you failed on 75 hard. So this is true. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait a Just, <laughs> Yeah, I passed it, bitch. <laughs> Whatever, <Not> Annie. <laughs> because <laughs> I just because I, I was talking to Mike about him anyway <laughs> shots fired so okay. last Sorry. time I bulked I I remember I got so big I well first of all I thought I looked good you know I was like man I'm looking massive you know I feel good I feel strong <laughs> in the so gym massive. so massive and so I thought I looked great um same thing my girlfriend at the time I was like she would, she would like cheer me on like damn babe would. you look so good you look thick like yeah you know it's, it's feeling myself you know how'd you get in the jeans morgan <laughs> yeah and then oh they stretch <laughs> no i had a different wardrobe as well okay <laughs> bigger shirts Being that, aesthetic i used to expensive. wear large back then now i wear mediums it's medium. so yeah so i remember when i got when i was bulking that time i remember i i was really like overdoing it because i went to the movies and I used to like sitting at the top and I remember I was walking up and I was, I was like breathing. I was like, I was like, fuck. Like, but I'm strong. I was like, why am I breathing so hard? And it was because I just had way too much fat and, yeah. and, and weight on, on my body. Too much energy. Um, so to put it into perspective, I'm five foot five and right now I'm like 151. At that time, I think it was close to like 167. So was, for me, that's a lot. And now once 67, like muscle is half, you know, not half, but, you know, a good portion of it was fat. So I take the more conservative route of 10%. So that would equate to about 200 more calories uh, from maintenance. And when I say maintenance, again, it depends because your maintenance is always going to be fluctuating. So I go by the scale. If... um. Every once in a while, maybe every two to three weeks, I'll weigh myself. And if my weight's the same, then, you know, I'll keep the calories the same as, as long as my performance is going up. So I feel stronger in the gym. Uh, sleep is good. Recovery is good. Sex drive is good. All that is good. Holla. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So so as long as those things are going up and I feel great in the gym. Um, <laughs> you, got a, you got a forehead vein Come on, saying man. all that. Because <laughs> I'm just flowing. Because oh, yeah. I'm in a surplus right now. <laughs> so as long as that's going great, then I know I'm in a surplus. Uh, just because, like I said, I don't want to go too heavy. Because um, you said how much could males gain in a year? Three to five pounds if you're an experienced lifter. Okay, so... I'm experienced here, right? And I don't gain three to five pounds. God, so let's yeah. put that into perspective here. Okay, Mr. Olympia, the best in the world. Coming back for the two P. Whatever. Dude. Rubs it off, bro. So 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 if you put that into perspective, three to five pounds in a year, that's grams in a in a day, in a month. So you're so if you're in a surplus, which most most people do and they weigh themselves every week, they're like, Man, I'm gaining a gain a pound of muscle this this week, two pounds of muscle this week. So you put that into perspective, you're getting just say one, one pound of muscle per week in a month. That's four pounds. Multiply that by by 12. I don't know. Do the math. You know, it's like 48, right? 
48 pounds? Yes. yes. So, okay. So, 48 pounds. <laughs> I was adding it myself. <laughs> so, so, they didn't make me a minute. <laughs> so, you would be gaining so much. So that's so much gains of muscle. Gain. You that's, can't even do that in yeah. your first year. So, of that's living. not really realistic. You're just going to gain a lot of fat and water. And then you're just going to have to cut it all over again. Yeah. So, I like to play the long game. So, I know I'll be in this forever. So, I'm just going to try to perform perform in the gym get stronger and i know i'm going to be gaining those those grams of muscle in the long yeah. term and just focus on that and not on the short term of just uh having like a it's good to have you know a set goal but i wouldn't if you gain 10 pounds in like three months it's not muscle that's just where i'm going you're probably getting yeah. a little bit more fat so that's why i like to be a little bit more conservative instead of gaining like 167 pounds like I did last time and then I cut back down I was again 150 I'd rather just take it slow and you know take it little by little then you don't need a second wardrobe yeah you don't you save yourself <laughs> some money you save yourself money you save yourself food you save yourself you know those those bad feelings look in the mirror and like man I let myself go and 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 just <laughs> going to the movies and you start breathing hard and <laughs> and then you run out of stamina because you just i'm just gonna stop right there okay hashtag two wardrobe crew <laughs> so i'm gonna use that and just i want to mention a few of the negatives of bulking so if you're bulking or or if you're doing it like too aggressively if you're going too hard too fast um these are some of the negatives so the first one is aesthetics and obviously, if you're comfortable at a lean body, like <laughs> Morgan's admiring admire himself, can't even see the camera. Um, if you're comfortable, <laughs> like being really lean and shredded, you're going to have to get comfortable being not as lean and not as shredded. So you're going to have to accept the fact that a little bit of the uh, weight that you gain is not going to be all pure muscle, like you said. Um, the second is if you're increasing your calories too long for, or too fast and too long, um, you're going to decrease your insulin sensitivity. And just for, so we know like, uh, people with type two diabetes have poor insulin sensitivity. You don't want that. Um, poor insulin sensitivity, uh, increases weight gain and suppresses protein synthesis. So it, promotes the ability to make adipose tissue, fat tissue, and you don't build muscle as efficiently as you could if you're um, a little bit more insulin sensitive. Because the reason if you kind of understand a little bit of metabolism um, and biochemistry, like you have all these calories and all this, um, the surplus of calories coming in. So your body, your um, organs are having to shuttle increase, uh, an increased amount of insulin in order to get that the extra broken down calories like circulated into your system um, in order to, you know, make any of the functions happen. So you want insulin sensitivity. You don't want to be decreased insulin sensitivity. Um, and the final one is your testosterone levels could drop. Initially, it won't happen, especially if you're coming from a um, calorie deficit and you've been dieting for a while, but... <laughs> Got some good. <laughs> 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 I say testosterone, and Morgan starts. 
Yeah, it wasn't his outro. What was it? Just continue. Continue. Sorry, guys. See what I have to deal with. I'm good. What did I say? Oh, Mercury Gatorade. Just keep going. Keep going. Okay. My apologies, Emma. Okay, if you're in a calorie surplus, surplus, your testosterone is going to drop. I'm sweaty. I'm going to cut that out. No, okay. No, we're keeping it. We're keeping that. Okay, okay. that's okay. it keep- for me. <laughs> when you re-listen, when you listen to the podcast, you understand what, what word triggered. Did I, did I say something inappropriate? No, you didn't. No, you no, didn't. No, no, no. It's just okay. us. It's just, we're just inappropriate. We're, we're both in cal- caloric surpluses now, and so our testosterone is higher. And yeah, you, know, you understand when you're when you're oh older. My gosh. <laughs> when I'm older. <laughs> okay, I'm the oldest. <laughs> I wanted to add something too because you want to make sure when you're bulking. Um, a lot of people when they bulk, they don't. They just stop tracking because they're they're, they're sick and tired of tracking when they're cutting, and that's totally understandable. But a lot of times, a lot of people may, might think they're bulking and they're actually not, mm-hmm. especially if you're a hard gainer, you have a high caloric maintenance. And so if you're not tracking, as far as you know, you could just be hitting your, your caloric maintenance goal. And so you want to make sure you're actually tracking, make sure you're in that bulk. And another thing is, um, is the thermic effect, uh, a thermic effect of food. So as you start to eat more your resting metabolic rate actually goes up because it takes more calories to burn those calories. So that's another reason why you kind of have to track your, your calorie intake as well. Like I said, when I'm cutting, my maintenance is around 32 to about 3,600 calories, depending if I'm doing cardio or not, obviously, and how much I'm moving throughout the day. But whenever I bulk, my maintenance calories go up and it's because I'm bringing in more calories as well. So that's another reason why if you are bulking, why you are kind of more urged to keep tracking. Nice. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Anything else you guys want to add? That's it. That's it. I think the last few things will just be, um, Psych, I take it back. Okay, so (laughs) with (laughs) Psych, got your ass. I got more. I got more. Um, just because you brought up the like being aware of your resting metabolic rate, um, the main ways that you want to uh, track your macronutrients and your calories, you want to make sure you're hitting your protein goal, like your protein minimum, um, which for all intents and purposes is about one gram per pound of body weight. Um, that's going to promote recovery. So uh, the second part of like, um, or I mean the third part, whatever it is, <laughs> of bulking is um, one, you're in a calorie surplus. Two, you're training in order to promote muscle growth. And three, you're recovering just as hard as you are um, training and eating, yeah. right? So you want to make sure that your food quality is high, um, your sleep is good quality, um, you're well hydrated, taking creatine if you um, are not too sure that you're hitting your protein minimum, Um I mean, it's there's not really an excuse to not be doing that, right? Because no. you're you're in the surplus, so yeah. Well, the thing with protein, I mean, that's that's the hardest macronutrient for everybody to hit. And so, a rule of thumb for myself is I try to knock out like a bulk of my protein a little bit earlier in the day, so I make sure like my first like two three meals are mainly like protein dense, and I could easily catch up at carbs and fats later in the day. 
But that's also because I train later in the day too. So I do purposely keep a majority of my carbs and fats around my, around um, my workout. Um, so obviously if you work out earlier in the day, have a little more carbs and fats and then focus more protein kind of later in the day, if it's easier. Yeah. Hit your protein goal. Yeah. And again, that's going to depend too on your, on your lifestyle, how you like to eat. Um, because me personally, I like to eat, uh, I like to have all my meals kind of the same, same amount of protein, same amount of fats, same amount of carbs. And yeah, that's pretty much it. All right. So, so I think that'll be it for today's episode. Hold on, man. Real quick. I want to give a shout out to the people that have left us a review. Oh, sweet. On iTunes. I'm going to shout them out. Thank you guys to everyone because of you guys. Uh, we have been growing and want to continue growing. If you guys find value in what we're talking about, we entertain you. Anything good, please make sure to share this and let people know to leave us a five-star rating and a cool little review. So I want to shout these people out. First person, of course, you guys already know. It's <laughs> one of my favorite people. It's uh, Timoteo. <laughs> And uh, he left a review and it says, well, it's a long one. It says, <laughs> three growth-minded people combine their expertise and education to bring fitness and nutrition information in an entertaining format. Their passion for bettering the body and mind is evident. Wow. <laughs> I'm actually going to change that to the, the PR podcast bio. Must listen for everyone interested <laughs> oh, in getting stronger. More. Oh, shit. It's still going. Okay. <laughs> stronger, improving physique, and or learning ways to incorporate great meals and lifestyle habits to improve health and fitness. Damn right, great. Now we, thank you so much, Tim. We really appreciate you. Now that we got to make cliff notes now for his review because it's so long. You know what, man? If you take the time to write a long and detailed review like that, that that's really, that, that means a lot. So thank you. Thank you for that. Um, the next person is your very own Anthony Diaz. He said, hey. amazing podcast. Such a good podcast. Learning so much knowledge just from listening. Thank you. Thank you, Anthony. We Not appreciate that. Not a few that. words, but we appreciate that. And then uh, B, Laura T. That's about Brie. Brie. Her wow. Middle, middle, name, middle name is Laura. <clears throat> you want to read this one, Joseph? Since, uh, oh, man. I, I probably wrote this. I'm just my favorite part of this podcast is how well Annabelle, Joseph, and Mark interact with each other. Their fitness nutrition advice is top-notch. They seem genuine, and the comedy thrown in makes listening easy and enjoyable. I love tuning in every Monday for the new episodes. Awesome way to start my week. And Joseph is the best-looking man in the world. I might have added that last part. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so thank you guys for thank those reviews. Please, uh, like I said, if you guys find any value at all, Please leave us a five-star rating and a review. It really helps us a lot to kind of push this podcast a little bit further. Yeah, because we make no money off of this. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> like right now, I'd rather be sleeping. But <laughs> than hanging out with us. But we got to push this content out and help yeah. the people. We, we make nothing off of this. We're so trying to help this is, people. Yeah, this is literally for the people. We yeah. get nothing out of this. Um, yeah, so please. Um, for I'm going to do some quick takeaways from what we just covered and then... If, if if that's not too much to ask, rude. <laughs> we weren't I'm, done. I'm sorry. Did the did the middle of my sentence interrupt the beginning of yours? <laughs> go for it, Annie. Go ahead, Annie. <laughs> you are the oldest, so go ahead. We got so much respect. Sass at your this elders. Table. That's true. Um, <laughs> I can't even do it. 
Okay. So one, maintain a slight calorie surplus. We said about 10% of what your maintenance is. Um, don't uh, allow your body fat to get too high, your body fat percentage. So monitor that. Um, emphasize good uh, resistance training in the gym. So make sure you focus on compound lifts. Don't neglect your cardio. Um, and then make sure you're recovering. And by recovering, we mean use quality foods for your diet. Make sure you're sleeping hard and you're taking supplements if you need to to optimize your recovery. Stay realistic. Be patient. Just like a diet would be. <laughs> and, and lift heavy. Always. Always. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you guys continue to follow us. And if you don't follow us yet, make sure to give us a follow on Instagram. Uh, the podcast is PR.podcast. My podcast is fit underscore fluential. To follow yeah. Annabelle, you're going to follow <laughs> evolve.annabelle. And to follow Morgan, it's Morgan. Aquino. A Q U I N O. I practiced his uh, last name his entire drive over like here. Like in the I'm mirror. Like, Aquino. 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 <laughs> damn it. No, Aquino. <laughs> But yeah, just like Morgan said, please continue to give us five-star review uh, ratings and an awesome review. Continue to share the post on Instagram and all other social media platforms. We appreciate it all. Um, like like I said, um, you know, the more shares we get, the more listeners we get. It'll make all this. It'll make all this. Uh, all this worth it. That time we're putting in. So please continue to tell your friends, family, and all your followers. And we'll see you next week.